Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller, and in continuation with Pride Month, uh, we have another classic replay from you. This one, I believe, was from our third season, uh, where we talked about how should Christians approach transgenderism uh, and how we think we should respond to the movement. This is a conversation Mark and I, we had a lot of fun with uh, and, and d- deep diving into some of this conversation. Uh, so, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this conversation. And, uh, yeah, let's go. So, anyway, so this conversation with um, the, the – it's hard because we were trying to, like, how do you put this into words? With the transgenderism, transgender community, transgender, transgender movement. Person, person, like, uh, we, we want to make sure that we're, we're not just blasting. Well, we're not being disrespectful. But we also need to have this conversation of we've had the how conversation. do handle this transgender movement. Sorry right now, you know. Sorry for interrupting you, you but good? Uh, you good? We did. Ha- we've had a conversation about uh, the LBGTQ plus community prior mm-hmm. to this. Yep. Uh, man, I don't even remember. What it's like episode six or something. And, man. and our our purpose of this, uh, whether you know, um, you you might be that, you might be part of that community or not, and it's not our purpose here to bash you but to speak the truth in love Mm -hmm. and that's all of our purpose is and that's what every christian's purpose should be is to speak truth you know god's word it's not our laws it's god's laws it's not our words it's god's word um and we should do it and and present it in the most loving way we can without compromising the truth and that's where we stand Mm -hmm. um so diving into it i i want to read something from Catherine apostolakis by by side note, that is a beautiful last name. That is Apostolakis. 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 Yeah. Um, she said in a 2018 article on degruter.com, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, um, it has been estimated that 0.58% of the U.S. population is transgender. Now, again, this is just the United States population, but 0.58% of the U.S. population is transgender. However, only 21% of the transgender people identify as Christian. Okay, so to make so, sure I get it, so 0.5% and then five, 21% of all, that Basically, we'll, we'll round up, we'll call it 0.6%. Okay. And then 21% of that 0.6% is, are identify as Christians. Okay, 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 yep. Compared to 71% of the U.S. population that identifies as a Christian. So 71% of Americans. Which I think that's a, that's ridiculous. This was back I, in 2018, so give it a break. That's what I think ridiculous. <laughs> um, but either way. But uh, by my own calculations based on this, approximately 0.12% of the U.S. population, about 390,000 people are both transgender and Christian. This is about the same population as Oakland, California, the 45th largest state in the United States. By these estimates, transgender Christians then make up 0.17% of the total Christian population in the United States. So, And for perspective, that would be three South Bends. Reg- yeah, regardless of percentage-wise, 390,000 people. And those are souls. Claim, those are individual claim to souls. be Christians, and they're transgender at the same time. And so this is kind of what... Uh, and I read this quote because it sparks something in me, okay, okay. of um, I think Satan gets into the church and he twists things. He twists truth. We see it. See, if you don't believe me, Genesis, we, man. See, we see it in Genesis. Did God exactly. really say? Exactly. And so um, you can't call me a liar on that because it's been happening since the beginning of time. Um, so 
I really have a heart for these people. I, I really have a heart for these souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you do too, Mark, of just how Satan has them twisted up into believing that, um, that it's okay. It's okay to live this way. Um, and so we're going to get into everything. But before we do, let's, uh, let's look at what the, and I say world's standard. Well, but we need to have, what are we, we have to know what we're talking well, about. I, I, I want to, I want to throw out a couple baselines. Yeah, so let's yeah. look at the non-Christian, we'll call it non-Christian, non-Christian definition. And then let's look at a scripture that talks about gender. Yeah, and that way we have a baseline of where we know kind of where the standards are at of the world and of Christianity. Sorry about that. That was a coffee burp. We always hey, say, I had one last episode. We always call them out. Dude, this, I, I mean, this coffee's even though it's black, it's pretty good. It's good now. It's good. All right, let's get into it. All right, so gender, and this comes from wikipedia.org. Again, we'll have it in the show notes. Uh, gender is the range of characteristics pertaining to and differentiating between femininity, femininity, wow, that's a hard word, and masculinity. Depending on the context, these characteristics may include biological sex, sex based social structures, i.e., gender roles, or gender identity. Most cultures use a gender binary having two genders, boys slash men and girls slash women. Those who exist outside of these groups fall under the umbrella term non binary or gender queer. Some societies have specific genders besides, quote, men, man, and, quote, woman. Uh, such as hydrars of South Asia. These are often referred to as third genders and fourth genders, et cetera, et cetera. I've actually never heard of the hydras of South Asia before. I hadn't either, but I thought it was pretty interesting. I was like, okay then. Um, so Yeah, there's a lot going on there because biological sex is the this literally, I mean, kids are watching, I know, but, you know, Penis and vagina, like those are like you I just, just did you just had to, you but cannot, those are the biological you cannot help, you cannot help that's yourself. What, but that's what that's what you <laughs> but, know. But we could have left it at boys and men. And sorry, that's just I mean Matt Chandler just, says it out loud in his sermons, so I do uh, too. But we have a different. That's true. Anyways, My bad. <laughs> did we just become explicit? We, we, we did. You so, have to watch what you say. But YouTube doesn't like it. I mean, but uh, but with that, you know, based on how the the parts that you have, right. You know, that's your biological sex. But then it keeps going where it's sex-based social structures and gender identity. Right. So that's where the breakdown has, where it's like, yeah, sure, you're born like this, but does that mean that's who you have to be? So, were you just born wrong? So let's look at it from um, the stance of the Bible. What what does bi- the Bible, God's word, consider gender is, right? So uh, we got the world standard. Let's look at, at God's standard. Um, so Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So basically what the Bible's saying here is uh, man, woman, and they have to procreate. Mm-hmm. So in order to procreate, you have to have certain hardware and it has to work in such a way um, that it's basically the hardware you're born with or else it doesn't work in the way yep. of having children. Now, I get it. There's exceptions, right? There are cases of, 
people being born with neither part and people being born with both part. Um, there's people out there that can't have children. So are they considered not male and female? No, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying in the general generality of the blanket statement mm-hmm. um, that this is what we see. And we're not saying um, genetic um, genetic things that keep you from having certain parts or genetic things that keep right. you because, from having Right, because there children are or, kids that are born with, you know, chromosomes that have been crossed and... Yeah, there, yeah. stuff happens. Yep. Stuff happens. So I'm not saying that that is not... No, but we're, but in this specific that. episode, we're, we're primarily dealing with the fact of someone who goes through some sort of a sex change because whether they're born male That's, or female, they we're talking ch- believe they're put into the wrong body, so therefore they're right. tr- like... That's a trans. They're transferring they're, what their they're gender actually is. Right, it's a transient gender transformation Correct. is what it is. So the people born with mixed chromosomes or whatever it may be, they are not trans. They are just born with whatever. Right. With, with genetic malfunction. Exactly. So, but, but, you know, we're talking specifically today, the conversation of with the Christian, the change gender movement of someone who was born a man, can they biologically say, I'm going to become a female and still decide to follow Jesus and be Christian to be part of the Christian community. Right. 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 So real quick, scientifically, you cannot change your genetics. Right. There's just, it's not possible without, I mean, I guess you could do gene therapy, but. an RNA, yeah. But but you cannot change who you were born. You can't, as you were born, but you're like, okay, well, my, my chromosomes are not this or blah, blah, blah. You know, there's just genetics. There's some genetics in you that make you who you are. Mm-hmm. Mark, you are Mark. You look the way you do because of your genes. DNA. Yep. Um, and I look good. Oh, sorry. Deba- <laughs> debatable. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love it. Um, so, um, so leaving that realm and, and dealing with it strictly for these 390,000 transgender people that claim to be Christian. This is the realm I kind of want to stay in for now. Okay. No, no, and that's fair. That's fair. And then we'll deal with and we'll go into those outside. The bigger picture. Okay. Right. Yep. So transgenderism, is it really actually a sin, right? I mean, we hear the the Bible thumpers, you know, protesting with their signs screaming that they're they're going to hell during the gay pride parades, but Right. But what the, are we talking about? Right. Here? So is is the fact of someone saying I was born wrong, I want to become this, is that really a sin? Right. So there's a couple things we're going to look at and just like there's other instances like um, drugs, right? There's nowhere specifically in Scripture that anybody speaks to drugs and you can't do drugs. Right. But there are some general rules that encompass, and this is where um, typically Scripture would be given, and then the rabbi of the time would take that Scripture and teach from that Scripture, kind of similar to what pastors do on the different meanings, and this was the rabbinical teachings that would come forth um, from the Pharisees, Sadducees back in the day, mm-hmm. not the ones that killed Jesus, but throughout the Jewish history. And so and so that's the kind of realm we're playing with. When we read Scripture, we have to be in that mindset of the J- Jewish writers and the culture of the time. So we're going to go into that. So what would they do if they were in this time and dealing with this issue? Mm-hmm. So Deuteronomy 22.5, a woman sh- shall not marry. Wow, I can't even talk tonight. A woman coffee. shall not wear a man's garment. Nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak, for whoever does these things is an abomination unto the Lord your God. So what does that sound like to you, Mark? 
Mrs. Doubtfire was not okay. It sounds like people, well, it sounds to me like people, a woman that's trying to come across as a man during that time and a man mm-hmm. that's trying to come across as a woman. Right. And Could, that's an abomination. Well, it reminds me of, I mean, we we brought it up last episode, but like Nazi Germany, like people, like Nazi like men would try to dress as women to escape the country because they didn't want to fight. Well, and not you know? even so much that for escape, but this sounds like a man trying to be a woman and a woman trying to be man. This is what the this is transgenderism of that time, right? Because they didn't have the medical surgeries, they didn't have the hormone therapies and all that, right? And so, uh, so this is a type of where, hey, I'm a woman and I'm trying to be a man, and and, <laughs> and Moses via God or God via, this is not God okay. via Mo- Moses, right? Is saying no, this is an abomination unto me. This is mm-hmm. this is not it's allowed. Not this okay. is this is just beyond not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look at the next one. Leviticus eighteen twenty two. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. Mm-hmm. It is an abomination. This is a man. You know, talking about a man lying with another man. And not lying, but lying. homosexuality. Right. And that's sex. Right. And and transgenderism. You you don't always have. You could have a male convert to a female who still likes females. And that's when it gets all confusing. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But, um, this, so the, the, this kind of speaks to the LGBTQ plus community in, in general in some of these. Uh, Matthew 19, 3 through 6 says, And a Pharisee came to him and tested him, talking about Jesus, by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that who created them from the beginning made them fail, male and female? This is We're going back to Genesis 1. And this is what Jesus is quoting, because I wanted to point out here that it wasn't just an Old Testament thing. Christ is reiterating like he's pointing and back. affirming he's pointing back. what it was said. It, yep. it was they were, In the beginning, they were made male and female and said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh, because there's an act here. There's an act that happens, which is why parts are made a certain way to fit in a certain way. Sorry right. to be disgusting. But it ain't uh, disgusting. That's normal, right? It's natural. I know, but some people are like, it gets squeamish about it. Yeah. So they are no yeah, longer yeah. two, but one flesh. Uh, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Uh, Romans one twenty six and twenty seven. This is Paul, and it says, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. That means the parts don't fit together. And the men likewise gave up natural relations relations with a female, with women, and were consumed with passions for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Mm. So again, we have Old Testament and New Testament both saying, hey, this is a no-no. Right. So, I mean, because these verses are mainly focusing on what was the natural created order of things. God created it this way. Male and female for procreation. That's why we started with Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Right. And so I, I could see a transgender person going, okay, that's fine, but I was born in the wrong body, so I'm trying to become a woman so that I can do it with a man and, and be with the man. And and you could say, you oh, know? okay, well... Uh, <laughs> Doug Wilson. Do you know Doug Wilson? Sure do. Dr. Doug Wilson. Soche probably knows him too. Um, me and Soche. I think Soche does know him because me and Soche talked about it. But he made a, a great analogy. He goes, sugar. Sugar is a good thing, right? Put sugar in tea. Right. Tastes great. Yeah. But if somebody says, I'm putting sugar in and it's actually cyanide, but they want to call cyanide sugar, is it actually sugar? And is that actually good for them? No. <laughs> It's cyanide. <laughs> and to me, that was a great analogy of exactly what we're talking about. Just because you call something something 
doesn't make it what it is. Mm. We see, again, God created, right? So God creates. God knows us from our mother's womb. So God makes us the way. And this is where I see a lot of Christian transgender, or at least I read a lot of articles about some confusion here of, well, yeah, God made me to want these want these desires and want these passions because uh, I've always felt this way. So mm. God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. And, and, and Jesus was inclusive and loved people and brought the outsider in. Right. So, which is true. Jesus did do that. Th- this is all true. So, and, and you're right. You, uh, I mean, if we ask the question, uh, you know, we, I was, I feel this way that I felt this way ever since I can remember. Um, so can someone be born gay, transgender, or non-binary? Right. Right. Cause this is what we're dealing with right now. And I think the simple, not so simple answer is yes and, and no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have a clear answer tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Great podcast. See you later. So are you born this way? Right. Are you Lady Gaga? Are you born this way? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with yes. Okay. 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 Yes, you are born this way. Why? Yeah, that's a good question. Like I am I'm yeah, give me give me your thought process. Well, we know that we are born into sin. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. From Adam, and, and, all sin and, came into earth. And fr- from what, uh, from Adam, all things came into earth. Or from man, all things came into earth. All sin came into earth. And from man... And we're all in Adam. Right. Now, and, and, so, and we should say, too, with those who are specifically the transgender Christian, they will also believe the Bible. So we, we're going to use the Bible as the primary exactly. source. And so um, Romans 3.23 uh, says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So... <clears throat> and even, statement right and before that it talks about oh. there's like it basically there's like there, we're all we're all in the same playing field there, we're all there's sinners. so many scriptures on us and if you're a christian uh, you can't deny this and be a christian because this is the very base you it's have the to start gospel off. this is the the good news is we suck until you we're come broken and we're sinners until you come to this baseline you can't get on the court and play <laughs> like you can't come into god without first realizing that you're a sinner mm-hmm. so you can't be a christian and not realize you've sinned mm-hmm. or else why would you need a savior right and a Christian means Christ follower, so I mean, right, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're back to the baseline thing. Um, we've all sinned, right? We were born into sin through Adam, right? Via Adam, and, and there's a big theological debate about which about way how you sin's go. transferred, right? Right, but but we can all agree that every person has sinned, whether it was uh, as soon as you were born or whether it was when you were so little within the first few days that you sinned. But mm-hmm. either way, you have sinned. You're, if you're alive today, you have sinned at some point. So you are a sinner. And so knowing that we um, are a sinner, we have a sin nature. I have a sin nature. You have a sin nature. We've talked about some of the sins that we personally struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, you can be born because you have a sin nature and, and be in sin. So being transgender, gay, non-binary, um, as we saw in some previous scriptures that we just read, it's unnatural. It's unnatural. So um, there is a a sin-esque way in there. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I wanted to uh, read this quote from um, Andrew Walker from thegoodbook.com. And he has to say, the problem is that this is a physio- uh, philosophical, so this being that we are born this way, philosophical claim that is not true and can never be true in any way or form. A man's chromosomes cannot be engineered into a female chromosomes. After, uh, altering one's appearance cosmetically or surger, uh, surgically cannot change the underlying reality of a person's biological makeup. 
the psychology of the mind cannot override the fact the facts of the person's biological markers. The transgender revolution demands that we believe falsehoods about human nature. And the truth and falsehoods have never been a matter of majority vote because we know that there is a creator who has the authority to decide and state what is right and what is wrong. And if you're created in such a way, that's because the, a person set it up to do that. Right. You know, that's kind of interesting. So going through uh, both premarital counseling and now just marital counseling uh, with my, my counselor, who has also become mine and best counselor, it's kind of cool. Um, we've been watching these videos from Paul Tripp and uh, nothing to do with this conversation, but the, what Paul Tripp was talking about was the fact that God doesn't make mistakes when he's created somebody. So right. he's created you to, 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 to think a certain way, to act a certain way, to see the world in a certain way. And the same for me. However, I'm still responsible for my actions in that. Like for me, you know, I, I, I was born with anger issues and I was born with a very addictive personalities. So does that give me the right to fly out the handle and be angry all the time and get ticked off and, you know, scream at people? So no, I have to control my actions, even though my natural inclination, my natural sinful urges are pulling me in a certain direction, you know? And I can already hear the questions, though. So why did God make me this way, Mark? Why did he make me this way? Well, let me bat that one back at you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bat back at you with, well, did God create sin? Or did sin come into the world through humans? Because right. we're God, all just because sin destroys. Well, God made Satan, mm -hmm. right? And Satan caused Adam and Eve to sin, right? So By did God lying. create sin? So did God create sin? Well, we know that he didn't because if he did, he wouldn't be a holy God. Right. But yet he created Satan. So before he fell and all, all these different things, so he can create you good and not create you bad at the same time. But even with that, so like, let's say, and, and so Paul Trippy went a little farther, right? So, so with this conversation of like, okay, so, so me and Beth are married. I start looking at Beth being like, I don't like the way you do that. Why don't you do it the way I do? I'm going to manipulate the situation. So that way you act more like me because I like that. That's me looking at God being like, you didn't create that person. Right. So I'm going to make them the way I want to make them. Right. Cause who are we to look at the creator and say, you made that wrong. Right. Now, I think there's a big underlying conversation that's that, that we're skipping in society. And we talked about this a little bit in, in uh, um, the Made in the Person of... of uh, image of God. Made in the Image of God episode with Nancy Piercy, the book Love Thy Body, and what she speaks into it. But I do want to put it this... Come back to this side where the fact of... For us as creations, when God creates us, yes, when God first created mankind, he said it was very good. Yes, we are made in the image of God. Yes, God does love all of his creation. Yes, God does want to redeem all of his creation. But if we're sitting here thinking, especially as, as a Christian, being like, you know what? I think I was made wrong. I think your baseline is wrong. Because if you just say, you know, God made me wrong, that's you saying, God, you screwed up. Right. And and you made me wrong. So I'm going to do what I want to do to make me the way I'm supposed to think and feel and, and process the world. And if God made you wrong, is he God? That's a valid question. <laughs> and so so in this question with Love Thy Body, with, with again, it's a great book. I've listened to audio book. I've given multiple copies away. Soche loves the book too. Um, in this conversation, she even asked the questions, okay, so in this transgender society, you know, have we created false dichotomies and definition of what true manhood and womanhood ought to be? Because, mm. you know, with manhood, a lot of times we think of these rough, tough, you know, I'm going to put on my lumberjack shirt and cut some wood and have some chew and spit a lot and scratch my belly. And like all the, like we have these 
big mantra man things or I'm going to be a jock and an athlete and lift weights and be a, be a he-man. And then the woman's supposed to be this dainty little doormat and a pretty little wallflower who just cooks and cleans all day, you know, takes care of the and, kids. and has a very feminine personality. And in reality, is that the way it was supposed to be? No. Who created those definitions of what man and woman are? Culture and society. Well, no, well, not not these like like the way we well, think it is supposed yes, to be. Yes, but they stemmed from a misconception of what God created. Right now, man, there are specific roles that the man has, and there's specific roles that the woman have. And I w- I want to encourage people. Um, Matt Chandler has a really cool series called Beautiful or uh, Beautiful Design. It's a tw- like a ten week or twelve week sermon series where he breaks all this stuff down in an hour long sermon monologue. So. You know, we ain't got time to do all that because yeah. that would just be nuts. Um, but but in the conversation, he goes, you know what? Men and women are each born with 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 more unique roles. And even though for me, I might be over in charge of my family, my wife might be better at keeping a calendar or right. doing the finances or doing this and this and this. And you know what? I might be a better cook. So I handle cooking for the family because that's the role I can step into. That doesn't change my masculinity. What makes me a man is how I was genetically born, mm. but it's how do you live in the reality of that is I think the response that we need to have. Right. And for us, you know, I, I'm, I'm all about, you know, a lot of times you hear people talking about the fact of, oh, we don't want gender neutral toys. We don't want boys to only have guns and balls. We don't want a girl section and a girl boy section or a girl separate. bathroom and a boy bathroom. And right. And these different things. And honestly, just to some extent, I, I see what they're, they're trying to say. Cause even like my son, like, you know, he, has six sisters at home like he plays house and family with them now often he's the dad or the brother or the son or or, or whatever but he's playing house and like there'll, there'll be barbie dolls but usually what happens is the dinosaurs eat the barbie dolls and it's really funny but <laughs> because he has dinosaurs everywhere too but that doesn't make him any less of a man he's man because he was born genetically but the problem is, is and i've seen this with kids where the fact of oh he's a boy but we don't want to have exclusive boy toys so we're going to buy him only girl toys because those are gender neutral Rather than he's a boy, so he doesn't get this, he gets this. It's instead. confusion, right? That's what it is. So, you know, what if we have? Sorry, a, that was my rant. What if we have a transgender or gay, uh, gay or non-binary listener right now? Let's listen to this and go on. Yeah, they're probably hating us right now. Well, well, it's just maybe the Holy Spirit's convicting them and they're saying, "All right, I get you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you guys want something. I can't deny the scriptures because I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. How can I deny the scriptures? Um." So what now? Are are you saying like I'm not a Christian? No, that's I'm not saying I'm not saying nothing. Right. I'm letting the Holy Spirit speak to you, in whatever way He sees and, fit. And I, and I got off trap on on to, off topic, so I apologize. No, no, you're one. good. I just to me, a person that is a transgender, gay, non-binary has no greater sin than what I have, mm-hmm. and likewise, I have no greater sin than what they have. We all have sins; they look a little different. So we all have the same calling. Mm-hmm. And we all should do the same thing. And that's Acts 3, 19 through 21. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that time, the times, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ uh, appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. So until God, is, we got to repent. We have to repent and turn away from our sins that they may be blotted out until the time when Christ returns and God restores all things to the mm-hmm. natural order of what they should be, a.k.a. new heavens and new earth. 
whatever that looks like. That's a different, well, we've mm-hmm. had that conversation. And, and the Bible <laughs> even says is what, what is salvation is salvation is, and, and this is where the, I think the, some of the disagreement lies. Cause we, we both will agree where what's, what's the, with, with a transgender or an LGBT friendly church, but what's the gospel is just believe in Jesus for salvation of sins. And we all believe that. And it's not by works. It's not our works that saves us. It's our faith in God that saves us. But at the same, and I, and I don't want to say, but at the same token, because it's, it's, that's what the true gospel actually is, but it's also understanding that, yes, you are a sinner and that, you know, I don't want to say God, well, I mean, it says follow Jesus and be perfect as, or be whole, not perfect, be holy as I am holy and be set apart to do these different things. And, Speaking to the church. Right, yes. and and live the way God designed the earth to live. Right. Because one day it's going to be that way. And so if there's someone who is transgender and they do follow Jesus and they're they're struggling with that sin— and and they're, they're they are wrestling with it. That's the same as us wrestling with our sin. And I'm struggle, never going to put that struggle on, struggle brother, on, homie, sister. <laughs> and with with it though, you know, the Bible does say that a true follower of Jesus is known by its what its fruits. Right. You know, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. This is Luke, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So right. if you are a follower of Jesus, you will produce good fruit. And the Bible even says is what does the good fruit mean? It's love others. It's to to speak the truth. It's to have all these different things. And the Bible says if you live in the, these various different ways, you're proving to the world that you're not a follower of me. Because, you know, the Bible says, you know, the the drunkard, the the, the that long list they, they won't, won't inherit the kingdom exactly. of Exactly. Well, it, shall I continue to sin that grace may abound? I mean, if you're just talking grace, that's the thing. This walk is not just grace only mm-hmm. right that's the first step <laughs> there's a justification in the sanct- we say i say this all the time justification and sanctification and they're two halves of the whole they're mm-hmm. not one step two step they're two halves of the same thing that's what they are there's the fruits don't come by saying well grace and i can keep living the way i want i can't go out to the bars and continue to drink and show good fruits. Mm-hmm. I can't continue to go to the whorehouse and sleep around and produce good fruits. I can't continue to go and, and be like the world and continue to produce good fruits. It's just, it's not possible. It's impossible to live like the world. If you are friends with the world, you are an enemy of God, an enemy. That's not a good thing. That's not a love. God talks about how he's got, God has got a lot of wrath too. That's the reason why he's going to come back and destroy those who oppose him. I mean, that's a big thing. This is mm-hmm. not something to toy around with. This is, this is whether you. It goes back to should we scare you know that the hell? Yeah, should, should we scare people into heaven or not? Yeah, or to keep, scare people out of hell, right? And, and and that's what again I said my little yes no thing there too. Mm-hmm. Yes and no because it has its benefits, but no because that shouldn't be the only motivation, right? But it's a good start of a motivation, and that should always be our motivation as fellow believers to reach out to other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That should be like, hey, I don't want my brother who's a transgender person to go to hell. I Mm -hmm. don't want it. And so I'm going to reach out to you, and I'm going to tell you the bus is coming. And the Bible never says to stop loving them, too. Oh, never. You know, It never says to go around and beat them upside the head with a sign and you know, say, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going God to hell. God hates queers and God yeah. hates this. No. Yeah. that's know. not, And that's not what we're trying to do here. But there is some very clear language in the Bible of not just, you know, you're queer, so you're going to hell, but you are a sinner in need of a Savior, and a just God is going to punish you unless you reach out. But once you reach out and are free, why would you continue to go back to the, the pigs? Why are you casting your pearls before the swine? Why are you continuing to go back to the dog's vomit? You just don't. When you are 
are saved, there should be a transformation, a renewing of the mind, right? Which then results in, honestly, a renewing of the whole self. You're not the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the old uh, has gone away. Behold, all things, all things become made, new. Right, exactly. I'm a new creation. I mean, there's so many scriptures that talk about when this transformation happens, right? When we completely and utterly su- surrender to God, surrender to, and make Christ the Lord of Lord. The term Lord, if somebody's a Lord, that means you are a servant. You are the lowest of the low compared to that person. So once you put yourself in that position, truly, you are a changed person. You don't view things the same way. It, it kills you when you sin. It bothers you when you sin. It should. It should. That's the Holy Spirit work. And, and here's here's something that you know, I want to make sure that when I say this, you know, I I understand that every transgender person has a like they're a person, they're an individual, they're not just a number. But you know, at the same token, where does the root of all sin come from? The root of all sin is pride mm-hmm. and idolatry and that I know better. And what's the root situation that you hear a lot of times with the transgender or, or the LGBTQ community is the fact of, I don't feel like I'm the right person or I need to do this or I need to do that. When in reality, what does the Bible say? We're supposed to not live for ourselves and for our own wants and desires, but we're supposed to live for others. Right. And just because we're straight doesn't mean we live for others just because nope. we get that. We we have a better standing because we don't have to live. No, no, no. Like we still live for <laughs> ourselves every dang day. Like we are selfish creatures by nature, which then says, okay, so if I'm more important and I need to take care of myself to be able to do the best of you know who I'm supposed to be, and all these. It goes back to um, the 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 no question prep episode about um, taking breaks for yourself and things like that. We have a guest on RTC, Eli Smith. Hey, What's up, Dwayne? Come on, buddy. You want to say hi to the people? I'm on my rant right now. <laughs> we're on camera. We're on the microphone. Eli was with us an episode Eli. like six and six. Just say hi to the microphone, Eli. Hey guys, I just want to show you my sign. Yeah, so show the sign. It says it says go RTC. You can't see it because Eli. The light, just say hi to the microphone. Wash. Say hi to the microphone. Hi guys, how are you? He's he's the pastor's kid. He, he we love this kid. This is our he back from Purdue. He should have been on our last episode about going to public school. Too bad. Which we did talk about with, we, with we the did, teenagers. We did mention you. But I'm gonna keep ranting, Eli. You keep balling up, my dude. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep buddy. keep my rant. So with this whole conversation though, yeah, you can shut the door, homie. Um, you know, it, it goes back to the idolatry of self worship and self growth because we talked about the fact of I deserve this. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to take care of me and all these different things. And with this whole idea of the fact of God made me wrong. Right. I'm in the wrong body. I need to do this because this is where how I I what's what's the problem? It's it's focused on me and not on God and well, on others, you know? And what is it what does scripture say? It says humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up, right? Hmm. The, if you look Throughout a lot of the New Testament scripture, a lot of what the Paul was saying is, is humble yourself, humble yourself, humble. So if I'm going, me, 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 I know better. I know this. I know this. Like you're saying, well, you don't know better. Who are you? Mm-hmm. If you're truly his, you should humble yourself. This is, this is the struggle. This is why I said, you know, and I struggle with pride. And when you bring up pride and pride is the killer of the spiritual man, because we're supposed to be humble, and if I'm prideful, how can I be humble? I can't, and it's, it's a struggle, and I struggle with that. I struggle with pride, and so am I any better than a person, a brother who struggles with being transgender or gay or non-binary? No, I don't, I, I don't condemn you because I struggle. With, I have my own struggles. I think both of us, we have decided long ago when we started this podcast that we wanted to come and present truth. 
And that's my thing. So if I know a transgender person, if you are out there in, in podcast land and you know somebody um, and you're like, okay, so you've done all this and I know this. So what do I do now? Well, we speak the truth of Christ in love and pray for him. We stand firm on the truth that God has given us at all costs. And mm-hmm. it costs us friends, family, ministry opportunities, whatever it may cost us, we have to stand for truth. Proverbs 12, 17 through 18 says, whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utter deceit. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So <laughs> this is telling us to speak the truth in love. That's exactly what this this proverb is saying. Speak mm-hmm. the truth. Give, get, don't, don't lie to them. And this goes back to you and I had a, a little bit of this discussion last week and we said, man, it's really, it's really hard because like a transgender person, like if they're a man, but they're a woman now and they're in the world, but they're going by a woman name, do we address the woman name or do we address the, and not even that, but if or, someone has even gone through the surgeries and everything, it's like, what do we tell them? Like, if, I want to follow Jesus, but what do I do? And 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 you and I kind of talked about it last week, and we were both of the opinion. We were both of the opinion, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change my stance on it a little bit. After okay, okay, something okay, I listen okay. to, but um, we were both of the opinion. Well, I mean, we're not like acknowledging what they're doing is right, but it's their name, so it's their name, mm-hmm. and that's one way to look at it, and that's the way I looked at it. And then I heard Doug Wilson, and he goes, "Why? Why would I call them their name?" And I'm, I'm sitting here like, "Why wouldn't you?" And he goes. It's basically affirming the deceit from Satan. It's affirming that they are changed when they're not changed. Their binary code is still the same. They're the way that God looks at them. They're still if they're going by a woman, they're still a man. They're, God had made them a man. So why are you affirming the lie? And it was like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense too. And yeah, so but I not, disagree with that. Not, well, <laughs> but why? What's your what's your biblical stance? Because a name's a name, but a name means something, right? So, it's true. So, are you affirming that they're a? Uh, are you affirming the lie? But what am I so, going to do? I could do like okay. So, so you say you say your name is 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 Frank, but what's your lady? So name, you know. So, but but why is it out of fear? Is it what? What's it out of? To me, it's like okay, I could walk up to you and I could be like, hey, how's it going? I didn't use anything, right? And to me, that's probably the more appropriate way. And and it's different between dealing with a Christian who's transgender and a worldly person because you can't hold the world to Christ's standards. Right. For me, I don't want to lose influence before I can have that conversation. But That's more so it. But again, are you going to affirm the truth even if it costs you that ministry opportunity? It's still truth. Do we do we water down, do we wash down the truth to try to stay buddy-buddy with them so we maybe have an opportunity later on? Or do we stay, or, or do we be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves? Hmm. Do we go, okay, I don't have to affirm the lie, but I don't have to acknowledge the lie either. Like, I don't have to go out and call out the lie, but I don't have to, like, lean into it. Lean into it. I can be just like, hey, how's it going? How are you doing today? Mm -hmm. Man, it's great to see you. Rather than going, um, hey, Shanice, or or, hey, Jack, or, you know, I mean... It's a toss. I think we need to be wise in this situation. This conversation is such a hard conversation because we're dealing with people and their identities, and we're not. We don't want to sit here and look like we're bashing people over. I even feel uncomfortable because I know we're we're dealing with the deepest parts of people's soul. Because by the time someone comes out as transgender, they've gone through a lot of emotional, tremendous emotional stuff that they've had to walk through. Tremendous hurts and pains have been caused, even 
before they came out and after they came out, mm-hmm. both by a variety of people. And typically Christians are the worst. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that beat up on people, which is crazy to me because we're the worst of like, if we all took the humbleness of Paul and go, well, I'm the chief of sinners. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't saying that to be like boastful. He was being humble in that statement. And he firmly believed and, it. And if we humbled ourselves, I think we'd have a lot different of a mindset than we typically have um, out in the world. And it might eyes. just depend on the on the the attitude we have going into the conversation. And that's again, we have to be wise. We should take into account every word that proceeds out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. We should really think about it because our words matter to these people. These people, a lot of them, and not all of them, but a lot of them, have been extremely hurt. And I guarantee they don't like Christians because of the fact of how Christians present the truth. Mm-hmm. They 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 present it in a harsh way rather than in an honest way. I like way. that though. The 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 you know, gentle as doves, but as wise as serpents is gentle as serpent. Yeah, wise as serpents, gentle as doves. That might be and, a good takeaway to come out and, of this and one. And that's I think how we need to approach as Christians all one, all aspects of sin and dealing with brothers and sisters and those of the world. Mm-hmm. We should always be that way. We should always take into account you know, the tongue is sharper than two, any two-edged sword, um, and we need to keep that at the forethought. Our words, you know. They, they matter. They matter. There was that old saying, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Remember that from grade words school? Words can hurt, man. I'm telling you, words hurt the worst. Like, I'd rather have a broken bone than some of the heart-piercing things that have been said to me in my life mm-hmm. that breaks your spirit. Um, it's It's important though, that we continue not to water down the truth. Um, but there is a yeah, way. You can speak the truth in a way where speak the truth in love. And we talked about that in different episodes. We know? did a whole episode dedicated to that. And, and I think we need to continually keep that at the forethought of everything that we do. Um, we, we can still stand on the truth and still stand firm for righteousness. Um, and some aspects we may have to stand firm to the point of persecution or losing friends or family or whatever it may be. And then in other aspects, we can be wise and gentle and still get the point across mm-hmm. without leaning into the sin that they're doing. So that's my final thought. What you got, bro? Yeah, t- two things. One is uh, two book suggestions for people. One is, again, The Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy. I think there's no better work on this whole this conversation because she looks at, okay, Let's take all these issues and let's go to the core of what they are really are. And it's the fact of you're made in the image of God. And what does that mean? The other one is a book called Messy Grace by uh, uh, Caleb. I had to write his name down, but Caleb Kaltenbach. And it's the fact of his parents, they got divorced, both came out as gay. And h- how do you handle that? And how do you handle the gay community, the LGBT LGBTQ community? And he does that. But he still goes, that's not God's plan for creation. This is God's plan for creation. So how do you do that and do that well practically? And he shares a story in there, and it's a super cool resource. Second, um, I'm sure people can hear this in my voice, and I know you can sense it in my body language. These specific conversations where it comes to me telling someone you're wrong always has made me uncomfortable, and that's always caused me to be very humble in these conversations because I never, ever, 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 ever want to offend someone or make someone hate Jesus because of me. And I've always had that struggle of at what point do you, yes, you, you, you need to speak truth and believe truth versus tell people this is the way you have to live. And it's a different conversation when people are just out in the world doing what they're supposed to do because they're, they don't follow Jesus. Why should I expect you to live like a Christian? If you don't even know who Christ is, you don't know who God is. Why should I expect you to do that? But for people who are in the church, who 
claim to follow Jesus, who say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of his, I'm following him. But then it's like, yeah, but you're living in a difference to what God has designed and what God wants and how God's creation is. And in fact, by you saying, I was born wrong, you're looking at God saying, you screwed up, so I'm going to fix this myself. And that's the reverse of the gospel. The gospel is, I can't fix myself. I need Jesus to fix me. Like, that's what the gospel is. And so I've, I will say, as a youth pastor, I have had to have conversations with people about, about, about being gay. And I've had to have conversations with people about, okay, so I, I, I know someone who is, but I don't know how to, how to handle it. I've talked with parents, but like, hey, this is what you should expect. Here's how you should treat them. But this specific conversation where it's complete sex change and different hardware now and like changing your, even your software through various hormone supplements and now is going into the sports world, which I'm a big proponent of the Title IX sports. Um, well, I don't know if you know about Title IX at all. Basically, it says there needs to be the same amount of girl sports as there is guy sports in public schools. And I firmly stand by that. But the problem with the transgender movement but flip-flopping between schools, what's the point of Title IX now? If there's equal opportunities for guys and girls when guys are competing in the girl level and girls are competing in the guy level. And, um, I mean, we're genetically different. You can't disprove that, you know. And we have to take different supplements to change that because we feel like we are mentally supposed to be this person. And at the end of the day, though, the question is the fact of, okay, do we are we viewing this all wrong? Are we viewing this as a God messed up, I need to fix this? Are we viewing this as the fact of, I, God, I need your help. I need your grace every single day. I need to lean into that. Yeah, I think we just need to be careful, though, um, uh, with, the, you know, you said speaking the truth, but not wanting to make them hate Jesus. I think regardless, you could, you, on some, some, if you feel that way, read the scriptures to them, but I guarantee they're still going to hate Jesus. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. What you're talking about is Christ, Christ. What Christ has stood for from the beginning of time. What God has stood for. I mean, Christ and God one. So, mm-hmm. uh, but what God has stood for from the beginning of time, from Genesis one, there's been a certain standard mm-hmm. that God created, right? And by doing what you're doing, it's an abomination, is what Deuteronomy says, which came from God again. It's an abomination. And so, if I read that scripture to him, you think they would hate Christ? So how much do I have to water it down to make them not hate Christ? Christ is, they hate Christ anyways. They've hated Christ since Christ was here on earth. So if I'm speaking Christ's words, they're going to hate Christ. So do I water it down and not give them the truth? I, I guess, you know, you say you struggle with that, but if I, if I read scripture to them, very words of God or very words of Paul, they're still going to hate it. Actually, sometimes I feel Paul is more, bold and upfront about the things he says than I would be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, geez, like if I said that to somebody, if I go up and said, you're an, ab-, you know, the Deuteronomy five says, blah, 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 blah. You're an abomination. It's like, I, or if I go, Hey, you know, you're sinning. I'm a sinner. You know, you know what I mean? I'm still speaking the truth, but I'm doing it in a more gentle way. But the scripture says if they right. go through here and read it from themselves, it's a heck of a lot more offensive than me just speaking the truth in love. I, I just, I, I struggle, I struggle with, I can't water down scripture. If they're going to hate Jesus, they're going to hate Jesus. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. We've hated Jesus from the beginning so much that we did not trust God. Adam and Eve did not trust God and what he said, and they disobeyed, which caused this whole mess from the very beginning. And so uh, Christ is offensive. 
Mm-hmm. He just is because his ways are unnatural to our sin nature. Not that they're unnatural from the way God created it, but from the sin nature standpoint, what we believe, what our natural instincts are, it's opposite. I was the shirt. I was one way until I met him and now I'm another. Mm-hmm. Well, some people don't want to follow that. Some people say, well, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to go against the current. They want to continue to go down the current because it's, in their mind, it's an easier life because they can do whatever they want. <laughs> I just, I, be careful. I, I would encourage all of our listeners to be careful about watering down the words of Jesus. Yes, be wise, be gentle. But sometimes, even if you just read scripture, it's going to offend people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to offend them because they, it's not against you. It's because they already hated Christ. They've already hated Christ. It's just the way it is. Mm. And there's nothing you can do about it. And if you believe in predestination, it's because they weren't predestined. So, <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Hmm. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> wow, what a <clears throat> hard conversation to have this day and age. Uh, man. Just listening to that and just how much it rings true, even to this day, and, and how we should act in gentleness and love when dealing with this community. Um, but speaking and standing on the truth of God at the same time, but but being wise as, as serpents and as harmless as doves. If you haven't already checked us out on Spotify or Apple iTunes, we encourage you to do so. Go there and leave us a review if you like the show. Uh, if you do that and you let us know that you left a review, we will send you a mini swag bag. Uh, those are still being sent out. Uh, if you haven't already, go over to our YouTube page and hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. So when we're on, you are made aware. Next week, we have a very, um, well, a, a fan favorite guest, I would say. Uh, Morgan is going to be back on with Mark and I as we uh, talk about how Christians should interact on a daily basis with the LBGTQ plus community. And uh, it was a, it's a very good conversation. So I encourage you all to tune in next week until next time. Take it easy.